This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. And it is Christmas season, and we have a Christmas kind of show for you. Just brought to you by Mary Lou. Who? 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 I know you're wondering who. Sam, are you wondering who? Mary who? Lou? Yeah, there you go. Who? Mary yeah. Lou. Who? Who? So her question <laughs> that she asked in her actually wonderful song we're going to play in a second, but I want you to be thinking about some things before we play this song is, where are you Christmas? Why can't I find you? And, you know, when you really picture this in your own mind, that in this time of year, our pacing gets different. Our tempo, we all of a sudden, if you're like me, there's a lot more to do than you normally would. you got Christmas parties. So if you think of, you know, the devil, when he was trying to discover a way to get couples really, you know, together, Christmas parties... Were, were, were something that he had in mind and the way to do this that was you know the woman would be getting ready for this christmas party with any number of 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 outfits that she because she really wants to look good and what she really wants to hear is is for her husband to tell her look good and i know that's what tammy has this expectation but me being you know the grinch i guess that i am I am expecting that we're going to be on time. And so every minute, <laughs> every minute that we are not on time and that I can see we're not going to be on time, I feel like I'm dying inside. And so I get more and more and more anxious, Rodney. And I'm getting more and more angry so that when she finally does present herself for that big moment where I'm supposed to say, oh, honey, you look absolutely stunning, I, you know, captivating all those words that we read about and we know we're supposed to do, but your eyes are saying... Oh, I can't take another minute of it. You know, it's it's. Does that sound familiar, Sam? Yeah, it, it does. It, it the the frustration building up. You know, when when your person that really wants to be on time has to be on time, you feel like it's wired in you, and you're paired with somebody that that's not their drivenness. You know, they're driven by other things. That man, it it leads to some ugly stuff sometimes, and. When it really shouldn't, it should be leading to a joyful time, you know, that, that Christmas party or that event you're going to. It doesn't typically end that way. No, it, it just seems like we're wired f for trouble. And, you know, we get off on this foot that just, oh, my goodness. And it happens well before. It's not like the night of. It's days before. You know it's coming up, maybe even the week. Your whole week, you're like, okay. We got this party coming up. I know we're going to be late. <clears throat> you start building those expectations early, and it builds up, <laughs> and it builds up, and you just you get to that night, and you're trying to do all kinds of things. Oh, if I do this and start this, and this will happen if I get that ready, because I have to be on time. I'm like you, Robbie. I have to be on time. It's just wired in me. And or you try to set expectations of we got to leave by six thirty. 
<laughs> yep. If you, you're going to be <laughs> early, time. yep. You, you you prompt, you do all kinds of things, and boy, by the time you actually start to get late, you realize now we are not making it on time. And you're really, a human. It, it feels like I am dying inside, and and I could not cry out with Mary Lou Who any stronger than this. <laughs> And see the the heart of that question that she asks is is it me? You know, I realize that this is something inside of me that is absolutely destroying the the mood, destroying the season, and my compulsion. My I'm taken out of my comfort zone. Satan has the warfare going. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's full forty million miles an hour, and I know that what she's saying is absolutely the mm-hmm. case, and and. Since you know we have somebody who was actually here when the Grinch was a boy, I, <laughs> I mean, you were there for the original Christmas shave, weren't you there, Harold? <laughs> Been around a long time. <laughs> thank, thank the good Lord for that. Yeah, when uh, when the Grinch comes up, uh, it's like me looking in the mirror. Uh, I represent that pretty well. Uh, I guess my first beginnings of resentment about this season began a long time ago with the commercial aspects of it, totally dominating the time, you know, buy this, go there, do that. I, I didn't like that at all. And then I got hung up for a while because I thought Christ was born in the spring, not in, in late December. So they've got it all wrong. I finally came to realize that it doesn't matter that uh, it wasn't necessarily December the 25th. He was born. That's the important thing, and that's what we need to keep in mind and celebrate, not because of expensive gifts, but because of the fact that the Savior came and gave himself for us, and we can have that hope of life after this. And so what's up with the kids? I'm just saying, okay, and maybe my kids are the only ones, Andy, but for some reason, you know, even now that they're in their, you know, out of their teenage years and in their 20s how can they get under each other's skins so and then and then you know for whatever reason rodney that does not bring out the best in me <laughs> no how how come i i had these expectations that they were going to you know really love on each other and that they were going to really be a family this and they, these things were going to have you know, this effect, and it was going to be, you know, like, I guess what, you know, what was his name well, in Christmas? Clark vac- Griswold. Yeah, I was expecting there. the Clark Griswold vacation, <laughs> you know, Christmas vacation. When you ended up with, you usually end up with a Clark Griswold moment when you expect that expectation, <laughs> where, where, where you lose it on everybody. Yeah, so when you're a child, it's, all fun and games and all looking forward to it, get to visit with family and stuff. For those who are fortunate, for me, I was 
lived in the same small town I grew, my family grew up in and had so many family around me. It was great. Then you're older, you're married, and this whole thing is flipped. Oh, I have to do all this stuff and get all this stuff ready, and you're not the one just sitting on the backside. You start to appreciate how much your mom and dad went through to make that wonderful for you. And you're like, this is work. This is supposed to be fun. And every year, you know, oh, the first Christmas with the first child. Oh, isn't this wonderful? Well, they're not even, they don't appreciate it. They don't know what's going on. This is still all about me. This is about the, you know, the couple. And then you start to get a little older and the kids are like, okay, they're participating more. They're really enjoying opening presents. They get into that. That's kind of cute mm-hmm. for a while. And then all of a sudden that cuteness wears off. And you're they're getting a little older. And now it's like they're old enough to take from each other and do these other things. And I want and their 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 selfish nature starts to show up. And you're like, oh my gosh. You see them just like you and you're like, oh my gosh, I did that. I was like that. I'm still like that. <laughs> <laughs> still like Andy, what brings out the Grinch in you? I, <clears throat> I don't know. Um the busyness of it, um, having to go to the stores and, and shop, I guess. Oh, man. I hadn't <laughs> you know, the obvious. The, oh, <laughs> man. I mean, that's a fate worse than death. Yep. <laughs> to have to go to all these places. Even, even you know, just finding something online, can, you know, something like that. But Or the parking spot. Yeah, right? the parking spot, yeah. I mm-hmm. heard about a lady that literally this guy had shoveled out this place in chicago mm-hmm. for an hour to get his parking spot <laughs> this lady parked wow. it. He, he, he literally killed her over wow. a parking spot i mean that's oh my i mean it, it's yeah yeah we definitely lose the meaning and you know we've talked about this for years of, of the distractions and stuff and i was just sitting here thinking you know so we're not the only ones to celebrate a reason a spiritual reason you know the jewish People, you know, they celebrated Passover, Feast of Booths, different uh, stuff. Hanukkah. Hanukkah. This time of year for them. So whenever they're doing all this, you know, God intends, he knows there's times, there's a reason to celebrate. And the enemy knows that he's going to try to get us off of that idea, I mean, that celebration. We know that there's an enemy in play here. It's not just us in our own selfish ways. I mean, there is an enemy to play. And we need to look out for that. But there's also grace in it, I believe, to be found that you know, God gave us the idea of these celebration times to enjoy one another and to, and to be thankful for his goodness and to really understand that, you know, his gift of salvation, you know, it came through. Um, I mean, the, the foreshadowing of the feast of the, in the Old Testament were nothing more than foreshadowing of what we're experiencing today. So there's a way to celebrate it. But we all know that there's an attack from multiple fronts of taking that peaceful time out of our lives. And, and Sam, you've got this friend, you know, their struggles this time of year going through the loss of loved ones and stuff. Yeah, I've got, I've got multiple friends that, that are in that situation, but, you know, a couple friends that are that are single and have lost loved ones and, and find themselves on the, the, the second half of their life, so to speak, you know, or past that even. And, you know, they don't have kids. And, you know, it's kind of like I've decorated my house, but I have no one to buy for. I have no one to celebrate with. It's, it's a very emotional, hard time for a lot of people for different reasons. 
And even if you're trying to be in the moment and trying to live like that, you still, as Andy said, have this enemy that's coming in and maybe whispering things like, you know, you're on your own, you're alone. You know, whatever that battle may look like, it's it's just a difficult season for a lot of people. Yeah, I know. And, I, you know, I lost my father this year. And, you know, the last few Christmases we got to share with him because mm-hmm. he was at his house. And, and now we're in that house. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I look around and I think about, and, and, and that leads to other feelings and expectations. And, and so you may be thinking, gee, Robbie, you've really, like, Debbie Downered us. <laughs> well, we have a rescue coming. <laughs> so stay tuned because in the next segment we will talk about, gee, what some of the ways that, you know, Jesus can rest because he is obviously what Mary Lou Who was asking for. You know, you and I were so carefree. She had a relationship with, and we do. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But first we get to hear the song, man, that I know you are all been dying to hear. Robbie Dillmore here. And the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. For the first time, you can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this April, April 2nd through the 5th. Register now at MasculineJourney.org. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. Oh, that just, it just <laughs> nothing says Christmas like the Grinch. <laughs> it says it in our own hearts to some extent. You know, we can relate to all this. That, like, oh my goodness, here it comes again, and here we go down this road. And God, you know, what does what would a rescue look like in in this situation? And so I started to play this clip when we were talking about you know things that we were thankful for on our masculine journey, but I, I saved it for tonight because. 
this to me represents the rescue of I realize that these things in me are very despicable. I mean, they're as despicable as the Grinch. That me getting angry at Tammy about this, me getting angry at the kids about that, <clears throat> all these different things. And so this clip comes from the Dirty Dozen, which I really think speaks to Christmas more than you may realize. Because Christmas, to begin with, was a rescue. And we talk about all the time that it was more like D-Day that the earth was in a terrible position and, and Jesus was coming to set up a beachhead and it was a rescue. <clears throat> in this case, you know, he, you know, this particular colonel has picked 12 prisoners that were all, right, doomed to die. And I don't know if you're aware of it, but without Jesus, we are too. You know, <laughs> we're going to hang by the neck till we're dead. I mean, and no more God and going to, you know, but he came and he rescued these guys from that so that they could actually walk in their glory and fight a neat fight that, you know, if you watch the rest of the dirty dozen, but the rest of this clip, if you listen to it <clears throat> is here's these guys and, and you know, one of them's just scared to death and he's got to get up the rope, but listen to what happens to the other guy and his bad temper and how this guy comes in and, and rescues him and I'll play it. And then we'll, we'll talk a minute after it's over. Major Reisman. You are ordered by Allied Command to select 12 general prisoners, convicted by courts martial and sentenced to be executed or serve lengthy prison terms for murder, rape, robbery, and other crimes of violence. And you will deliver them secretly behind enemy lines in France to undertake a mission of sabotage that could change the course of the war. The 12 men will be known as the Dirty Dozen. If really can make it major. Now, come on, Jimenez, move it. Don't stop now. I can't. I can't. Come on, Jimenez, move. I really can't. can't make it, Major. I can't make it. I can't make it. Jimenez, you come back down that rope, you're going straight back to prison. I can't. I can't. Really, I can't. Sergeant, give me that weapon. Take a strain on that rope. I can't make it. I can't make it. I really can't make it, Major. I can't. Boy, look at him go now. Now, which one of you guys would like to stick this in the mansion? Posey. Me? Yeah, step out here. I'd rather not, sir. Tell me, Posey, what did they lock you up for? I mean, what did you do? I'm sure that your friends over here would like to know, too. What'd you do, Posey? This fellow wouldn't stop pushing me, and I don't like to be pushed, so I hit him. Killed a man with your bare hands because he shoved you? <laughs> I only hit him once. <laughs> only hit him once. And drove his jawbone right through his brain because he pushed him. I didn't mean to kill him. You didn't mean to kill him, but you did kill him, didn't you? Now, what would you do if you meant to kill somebody? You think you could do it? Major, I don't want to do this. Oh, come on, Posey, just stick it right here. I mean, it won't hurt. Come on. Look, you killed a man because he shoved him? Well, I'm shoving him. Now, come on. Let me have it. Stick him! <laughs> Posey, I'm talking to you. Shut up! Push him! Push him! Yes. You all right? Yeah. All right, now relax. Okay, come on, get him. You know, Posey, you learned how to take care of that temper of yours. Ain't nobody gonna take this knife away from you. So the thought occurs to me, Andy, a number of things about that clip. 
Number one, God allows Christmas in Robbie's life so I can be pushed. (laughs) (laughs) So I can discover that I've got something that needs working on. And the other beautiful thing, if you watch the entire movie, The Dirty Dozen, is that what the major was trying to bring out in these guys was that they had to work as a team. And so even though I got my weaknesses and mm-hmm. and by being, and you guys being around me, it, it's clear, <laughs> you know, if I open up to you guys where I'm at, where my struggles are, right? And, and that was part of the secret of The Dirty Dozen was the teamwork uh, around these guys that were all horribly flawed, mm-hmm. yep. but yet got to walk in their glory. Yeah, they did. I mean, they shared, shared their story like we've been talking about, and then obviously they learned to work, that teamwork to work together to produce, you know, victory, essentially. So, Yeah, I mean, they were in a position, rather than dying in complete shame and whatever, that they got to, to live out the larger story and make an right. impact. And Sam, what comes up in your mind as you think about that? Yeah, I think that that's what Christmas becomes about. It's it, sharing the fellowship and the impact in one another's lives, you know, doing that through Jesus, you know, doing that through shared beliefs. You know, I know that the time that I have with you guys at the holidays is even more special, you know, because I'm with a group of people that I love walking on this journey with. Yeah, and I think about, you know, after the show last week where, you know, we had a chance to really ask those questions of each other. You know, what was your best and worst day? And, oh, my goodness, you know, it was a real opportunity for us to get a look at each other's hearts and and, and, and know how to pray for each other. Yeah, it just came out organically after those, that you know, the, from the clip. And I think it did us all a good – we've heard each other's story, but we went a little bit deeper and put it in that constant – context of best and worst and um you know you just share share life and it just encourages you you know that you know that there's a reason why we all ended up kind of the way we did and and that there's um there's victory in it you know but that you can share that common common story you know yeah and and also where you know jesus came for you in this situation and how he brought healing, right. which goes along those lines. But you've got a clip of your own that's about a rescue. I do. Um, you know, I was looking for a Christmas movie. I keep running into it sometimes. It's diehard a Christmas movie. So uh, you don't think about it just because it was set at the Christmas time. But I, you really see the Christmas story in it if you take a look at it. I mean, John McClain is no Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. But he is a rescuer. And he comes and rescues for people that are caught at a time, you know, that they should be celebrating. They should be enjoying the good things, but they're trapped. They're bound and they're fearful. And how does that not parallel to our lives? This is John. Nice bear. He just wants to spend Christmas with the family. We'll see what Santa and Mommy can do. But when he gets stuck at the office party... Merry Christmas! It'll be a holiday... Merry Christmas! He'll never forget. Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the party, pal! 
this Christmas. It's a time of miracles, so be of good cheer. Only John can drive somebody that crazy. Get ready to jingle some bells and deck the hall with bows of Bruce Willis. Move to the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. Alan Rickman. Do you really think you have a chance against us? Yippee-ki-yay. Together in the greatest Christmas story ever told. I got some bad news for you, Dwayne. <laughs> Hans. Booby. Yeah! I'm starting to get a bad feeling up here. Yeah! Merry Christmas. Die Hard. This is their idea of Christmas. I gotta be here for New Year's. <laughs> I, I love the title, Die Hard. Because, yeah. you, you know... We're there. We've just blown it, blown it, blown it, blown it, and all these different mm-hmm. relationships that we had such expectations for. But that could be exactly the time where Jesus has come to the rescue because he's the hero of the story, right, Andy? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he um, – just uh, it's just an example of rescue and, and what he's done and the sacrifice he's made for us and how he tr- that truly gives us the ability to – get through these times i mean again if he's if he's risen from the dead i have power to not have to be reactionary at the christmas season i can be celebratory of his you know coming to the earth and and death and resurrection but you know there's just something uh, about the fact that he he is doing that rescue for us um not just at easter that's where we get the story the most time but when he invaded this earth it was a christmas time and it was a has has his birth and you kind of wonder what kind of was going what was going on in the heavenlies at that time when he was entered the earth you know we know that there was mass um so i mean um killing of babies and stuff to try to get rid of him as king so there was an there was an enemy attack of that but he invaded this earth because he had a mission right and there's also a hope that i think comes at this time of year that he is coming back and, you know, the greatest Christmas story ever told clearly is, yeah, is right. his yeah. story. Yeah. But his story is, you know, they, they're borrowing the power from that to show That's that right. there's a big-time rescue coming. And, 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 you know, the end is coming, right, Sam? Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, we need to be reminded of the bigger story. We need to be reminded of the rescue that happened. It kind of puts that perspective on everything. So when these other things come at us, we can see honestly how trivial they are in nature mm. and that we shouldn't let it take away from our season. Amen. Yeah, the larger story is a is a key ingredient that really I, you know, that boot camp is where I began to get the idea that, wow, that's the reason that all this stuff is going on because, you know, the they're trying to get at the real message of Christmas. It's not about me. <laughs> Come on, Robbie! You're spoiling my whole party. Thought yeah, it was well, all about you know, me. If you if you haven't bought a present for the man in your life, a boot camp would be cut great. There's one coming up. There is, there is, and it's a wonderful <laughs> present. It is your man, because I can assure you that wow, I mean, to have a band of brothers to walk in to help you fight these battles, because um, doing it alone, you know. That's uh, tough. You know, it's like the baby shark. I mean, like the baby seal. You know, you're, it's not going to go good for you. So, Amen, brother. 
Coming up April 2nd through the 5th, if you go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, you don't have to do radio anymore, just MasculineJourney.org. We'll get you there and register for the boot camp coming up. Uh, we got a lot of Christmas shows coming your way, so stay tuned next week. More Advent fun on the Masculine Journey. <laughs>